good good morning afternoon or evening what a truly beautiful day it is wherever you are welcome 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 i am your humbled host tony serrano and this is the phd in me Okay, friends, it has been many, many, many minutes since I have been here, kind of on purpose, kind of not really, Uh, so let me kind of just explain. So it's been five or so weeks since I last recorded, and it was kind of intentional because I kept hearing, you know, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, I read a lot of books, I listen to podcasts, and, you know, um, I haven't been to any seminars recently, but, you know, I'm constantly filling my mind and challenging my thoughts. So one of these things came up, and I was like, wait, I don't understand that. Like, what do you mean? I kept hearing people talking about life happens. And I was like, what do you mean life happens? Like I've been, you know, such a short amount of time of my life uh, that I don't understand life happens. Like people were using that as like an excuse or people were using that to overcome objections when it comes to getting things done. And I was like, what do you mean you keep saying life happens? So I really just wanted to, this like curiosity got the best of me. I just, I wanted to figure out like what is this life happening and how is that preventing us from living the life that we want? How is that preventing us from becoming the PhD in me? You know, how is that preventing us from figuring out what we're about, like intrinsically, internally, inside of us, through our thoughts and, you know, the things that we like to do and the things that hold us back and the dreams and all of that. Like, how does life happening get in a way of that. So for the last five weeks or so, I just let life happen. You know, I was really focusing on nothing at all. I wasn't trying to plan my days. I wasn't like, hey, I need to do this, this, and that. I wasn't, you know, goal-oriented. I wasn't setting goals. I really wasn't trying to force myself to meditate. If I did, it was only like 10 minutes. Um, I was working on, working out on and off, but it was more because that's just something, you know, my health has been a top priority of mine. But for the most part, as it comes to, you know, career goals and just general dream goals, I kind of just put that on the back burner and just tried to let life happen. I was definitely just in the present moment. And with being a yoga instructor, we talk about being in the present moment all the time. And throughout this five weeks, I think I've really realized that you can't just stay in the present and you can't just stay in the past and you can't just stay in the future. You, you it, To really become the PhD in you, you have to be able to move from the past and learn from it and then move to the present, enjoy what you've learned and then go to the future. Where do you want to go and you know how are you going to get there? Being focused, being prepared, you know, anticipating and you have to be able to really dance between all three of those time zones because I was just in the present and let me tell you it was a lot of anxiety there was like a lot of worry and I know that kind of goes into where my mindset was in the future 
But let me kind of explain it. So if I'm in the present moment, now I'm worried about, you know, the whole thing with COVID, the economy shutting down, you know, um, the peaceful protest, you know, the violent rioting, you know, I'm, I'm literally in the moment of those things. And immediately, this is really categorized as chaos. And I'm not saying, you know, one way or the other, it's good or bad. But what I'm trying to explain is that being amid the chaos will give you anxiety, will give you um, this over sense of overwhelming and, you know, uncertainty and all these things, even though that's you thinking in the, in the future. Because now I'm just being so receptive by being in the present moment. I'm so receptive to anything that's happening. And let me tell you, so many things are trying to get your attention from the moment you wake up. Even before you open your eyes and you're starting to wake up just within your brain, everything's already grabbing your attention. Anything you can hear from outside, how you're feeling, if you're sore, if you're you're hurting somehow, you know, if you have things that you need to do that are important that day, even before your eyes wake up, things are demanding your attention. So I was living in that present moment and I was getting pulled each and every way emotionally, you know, things on the TV and the news, all these things that are happening. I'm just getting pulled, pulled, pulled. And honestly, I was exhausted after these five weeks. I am exhausted of being in the present moment. I'm, it's just, I don't think that it's something that I can stay in because I'm a very, very proactive person. I do not do well reacting to circumstances. I have to be proactive. I go, okay, this happened. Okay, what can we do to deal with it? And that's really planning. That's really heading me towards the future. What can we do to learn from it? Is Has this happened before? That's me going back to the past. So in these last five weeks, I was trying to just let life happen. And let me tell you, I was procrastinating. I was worried. I was anxious. I was depressed. I was more emotional in the negative ways that really don't benefit me and my growth and my health. I was so in that, you know, deep space where I was like, ah, like I can't, I can't do this. I can't do it. So I lasted about five weeks or so. I really tried to give it um, all, my all, which is doing nothing. And uh, it was very difficult. So I succeeded. I procrastinated. I didn't get anything done. Um, I slept in. I ate really bad. Um, I gave energy to the negative emotions that aren't transforming. They're not have any transformational value. They don't serve me in any way. And I let those in. I, you know, I just, I had a field day. I had a buffet and I just, you know, I let it go. So basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is after being there, what I've learned is that when life happens, it's because we're focusing on all those things trying to demand our attention. And let me tell you, it is 100% impossible for us to give all the time that each thing demands. You cannot divide your time that much. You know, it's, it's really impossible for you as a, as a soul, as a being, as, you know, your spiritual self to be able to give that quality time to each thing demanding your attention to, you know, to be a great mother is, is a lot of attention. It it requires quality attention and that's something that really, really matters. And so what I, 
figured out was the distinguishing trait is that it's impossible to give your attention to things that don't matter. It is possible to give your things attention that do matter. Now, here's the thing. We have to make that list. We have to create that list. What are the things that don't matter and what are the things that do matter? And what are your priorities? But let me tell you, we get so focused on all the things that don't matter and we don't realize that they don't matter. But in these last five weeks, I let it all out. I, I gave my attention to everything. I was so present in the moment. I, you know, I anything that mattered or didn't matter, I didn't even care what mattered or not mattered. I just gave myself the attention. And so I came up with a list because I started to get really frustrated. I started to lose my patience because I was so tired. I felt exhausted. I felt like shit because I was eating like shit. I wasn't working out, not meditating, not doing anything that I know to really help you be balanced and be healthy. I was I wasn't doing it. I was just absorbing everything and just, you know, any distraction that came up, I'd I'd focus on it and and give all my attention. And then I came up with this list because then I realized like that's where the time goes when I don't know if you've heard this, but you hear maybe the older people in your life, they go, where does the time go? And they're like, oh, life happens. And and what I realized is that we're giving our attention to the things that don't matter. And that's what we call life happening. But we need to, you know, make this list. So here, let me give you the list. I started to get frustrated. I started to, you know, become really impatient. And I, one of the things that I got really upset about was painting the block wall. And I, you know, I only get four hours every other day because that's how Angel and I have our you know, workday structured. So I had a whole thing planned for the day, but you know what? I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to paint this wall and I'm going to, you know, just paint the whole wall in in one day. And so for the four hours, you know, I I cut the grass, I edged the grass, I dug up the dead parts and I put seed for the grass and then I spray painted the wall. And, you know, with like a Well, I guess it's outdoor paint, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I sprayed the wall and I got it done because I was like, you know what? I've been trying to paint this wall and I've been asking Angel to paint this wall for like, you know, since we moved in and it hasn't been done. So you know what? I'm going to do it because it's not going to get done if I don't do it. So then I just did it and I was so angry about it and I was like, oh, like this doesn't feel good. It didn't feel good. I felt tense. I felt toxic. I felt like heated and I felt, I just didn't feel good at all. It literally made me sick to feel that angry, to feel that impatient, to feel so, um, what would I call like, like resentful, like resent, oh, it did not feel good in my body whatsoever. And I hated it. So, you know what? I was like, you know what? that's done. The five weeks is done because I just painted this wall and I was like, that's it. Like, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be impatient. I don't want to be resentful. I don't want to just be angry. And, you know, I started to go through the other list. So when I was, you know, going through this five weeks, I felt like each day something new was demanding my attention, things that don't matter. So I was looking looking for a nightstand and I couldn't find a good deal. I was like so focused on finding a great deal. I was on let go. I was on offer up Craigslist. You know, I was like really hesitant. I didn't want to pay full price for Wayfair. I didn't want to do Walmart or Amazon. I was like, I just need to get a beautiful nightstand, great quality, no scratches for under $100, which is like super impossible. If you're looking for a nightstand and I would just let myself be so consumed So even like When I woke up and stuff i'd be like trying to figure out how to find such a great deal And I was like should I just make it, you know, I was like but 
I was like, I'm so impatient and I'm worried about the block wall and I'm worried about the house being dirty and I'm worried about the dishes and the laundry not being done and I'm worried about all these things and now I'm feeling like I have no time because I'm looking for this nightstand and I was just like da 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 and I was like, oh my goodness, like no. So long story short, things that don't matter is finding a great deal, you know, painting a block wall, um, finding a unicorn, you know, like in the business world, you always want to find the unicorn, the thing that you have to pay virtually nothing for, but you get a giant return all at once. Like it's a unicorn. They really don't exist. You have to work and you, you know, the spread isn't there. So I was trying to make things happen that were like, what like what (laughs) and you know I was getting irritated by things like filling up the gas because I'm so worried about COVID and maybe the gas stations will close and maybe we'll you know everything will shut down and there'll be a civil thing and I need to keep my gas tank you know it was like so so many things and (laughs) it was just crazy like how upset I was getting being in the moment being in the present just the present not worrying about past or future you know and I guess I really took a second to realize that, you know, these things, you know, keeping the house clean and and getting nice things for us and preparing and all these things, they do matter. They do matter. I'm not saying those things don't matter. But what I'm saying is, is that they don't matter enough to make you angry, to steal your peace, to make you feel anxious or depressed or impatient. These things, they matter, but they don't matter enough to get you mad. You get me? And I think that's really what I learned in these last five weeks, taking this break, just letting life happen to me, is that, you know, we all, deep down, it's bullshit, I'll call bullshit, we all know deep down where we want to be in our life. We know the quality of life that we want. We know the things that we deserve to have, a healthy body, good finances, you know, great relationships, um, you know, fun and enjoying life. We all know deep down, oh, we all know what we want. We all know what would make it get there. But you know what? We, we decide that, hey, let me focus on the things that don't matter because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. It makes me feel like, well, I'm busy. I'm busy and that's why I don't have what I have. But we need to realize that it's not that we're busy. The busy is the, is the part that's keeping us. You're right. You're saying, you know, I'm not here because I'm so busy doing X, Y, Z. But we need to like realize that those things don't matter. Our brain can just do them without effort, without any emotion. So they shouldn't be causing us to have emotional reactions. I can do the dishes without, you know, having an emotional reaction to it, almost like robotic. But then if I'm having a tension with my son then it's like we're focused and I'm emotionally open. But we need to categorize our days between the things that don't matter and the things that do matter and really start conserving our energy to use it for the things that are going to get us to where we want to go, to get us to that quality of life, to get us to the healthy body, to get us to the healthy mind. Okay, we need to really just prioritize and reorganize and restructure. And the thing is, is that we live in a society today that is so heavily demanding 
of us in all these ads that we see, in the work that we commit to, you know, in in the relationships we have. There's like all this drama in the society. You know, there's so many things that are pulling our attention. And so we never take that time to really sit down and figure out like, where do I want to be and what things are holding me back from getting there? And a lot of it has to do with organizing our mind. And a lot of it has to do with us procrastinating. You know, we we feel like, okay, I have to work hard to get to where I want to be. So we feel like if we're moving and doing something, that we're working towards it. But really, we're not. We're feeding something. We're giving energy into something that is a rock. It is a rock that is standing in our way from where we need to get to. And why are we pouring energy into this rock? It's, it's building this huge wall of rocks and now we can't get to where we need to. So if we instead we started putting our energy into the things that did matter, then streamline all the things that don't matter, like doing the laundry and getting the little errands done, then you can really, really focus all of your attention because our attention spans are short. I'm not saying that you can't grow your attention span to be able to be emotionally present with all the things you do in life. But what I'm trying to say is the average attention span is less than a minute. If it's less than a minute, then we only have that full minute. Do you want to spend only a second trying to figure out how you want to get the life of your dreams or get the quality or get that relationship you want? You want to, You think you're going to really get somewhere giving it just one second of your attention a day if you have one minute? No, you're going to want to give it the full minute and learn new ways to expand so you can put even more energy and find more time to really get that great relationship, to get that great body. Because let me tell you, finances and relationships and health, they're not something that you can have overnight. It's its a little bit here and there every day, a little bit here and there every day, and it builds up, and then you're fit as hell. And then you're, you know, have a great relationship, and then you have great finances. It's saving, saving just a little bit, like a dollar a day, a dollar a day, you know, invest, invest. And it's like, being consistent. And so we need to be consistently giving ourselves that one full minute of attention to where we want to go for the day. We can't be, you know, letting everything demand our attention and saying, oh, where does the time go? And, you know, worrying about things that don't matter. And especially getting angry because, you know, it takes time to cool down from being angry. It takes about me about 30 minutes, seriously, I'm being honest, to cool down from being angry. So that 30 minutes now I have just wasted from all the things I just told you about giving your attention to things that matter. And then me being angry lasts for about 30 minutes. So now that's a whole hour I wasted. You know what I mean? So, you you know, really start to think about, just think about that. I mean, what is that bringing up for you right now? As I'm speaking, what are you starting to think about? Maybe you're starting to get angry because you're like, I knew it. I knew it. I know I should have been doing something else, but I wasn't. And it's just really a very elusive form of procrastination. It's really procrastination because I've realized that, you know, sometimes I try to say I'm anxious or say I'm depressed or say I'm worried as a way of procrastinating for not doing what I need to do. I say, you know, Tony, you know, I can't today. I can't today because, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really anxious or I'm feeling, you know, I need to give myself space. 
And then I end up doing that. And then I realize, you know, I'm not really anxious because now I'm having fun and I'm hanging out and I'm doing things. And I'm like, wait, 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 Tony. So you told me you needed to take this day off because you weren't feeling well. And now you're having fun doing something else. So you're procrastinating. You know, it's like taking a sick day. You're not sick. And you're going to have fun and said you said to yourself you're going to recover. It's like, no. Like, how many sick days can we take off? How many days off can we take off? Like, there's no more taking days off from the life you want to live. I know it's 2020 and I know this was so abrupt. But, it, you know, things happen for a reason. This happened for a reason. We need to wake up. It's not be called 2020 the year of vision for a reason. You don't just see things you know, we have to see things for when they're really bad because it shows when they're really good or vice versa, you know, seeing things when they're so great because you know how bad they've been. You know, these things had to say, you know, wake up, look, look, because we weren't looking. These things were happening. These things were happening. Our healthcare system was messed up. Our government, you know, is is like has this weird dynamic reverse psychology, how they, you know, want to put us down. And then we beg for them to help us more. And then they use it to suppress us even more. So it's like we're giving them our freedom to choose for us. And you know what? The government really fucked up. The government really doesn't have our back. The government always says, hey, we'll take care of you. And then when shit like COVID happens, they don't take care of us, you know? Like, so why are we giving them more of our power, our personal power? To, free, to have freedom and choose and decide and educate ourselves. Why are we giving them so much power? So that's a tangent. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that there was racism already before 2020. You know, there's been this. The healthcare system has been messed up. The education system has been messed up. There's been corruption in our society before that. Humanity has been getting, you know, exploited and so many things that are so illegal and so inhumane are happening. And it's just... It's just time that we all see it. It doesn't mean it just happened out of no reason. It's like, okay, wake up, wake up. So it's time, it's time to wake up. There's no more procrastinating. Like we need to get going and you need to figure out, okay, what's holding me back? Because the quicker you can figure out what's holding you back, the quicker you can say, okay, this isn't gonna hold me back anymore. And you throw it off the boat and you just keep going because you have to get rid of it. So I don't mean to yell. <laughs> I don't mean to yell, but it's been five weeks, guys. Like, I am pretty lit right now. I'm pretty lit because I'm starting to meditate again. I'm working out again. I'm feeding my mind. You know, I'm pumped. I got huge projects coming down the line. And I'm feeling like everyone's ready for change. You know, I'm ready to change. I, I changed. Like, shoot, I'm ready for, for everyone to start changing. And it doesn't mean, like, we have to fear change. Like, change is somehow not you. It's actually you becoming a better you, a higher you, you elevating yourself, you becoming your best self. And it's not saying that you're not good now. It's saying you're good. Inherently, you were born perfect, literally perfect, the exact way you were. The only way that you think you're not perfect is from society's standards and expectations that other people put on you, that maybe your parents put on you, that maybe, you know, all these things that you heard, these opinions and these bullies and all these jokes you heard, that's what made you think you're not perfect. But I want to tell you right now, you are capable, you are smart, you are curious, you know, you have all of that within you. You are perfect. And the only person who says you're not is because they're judging on a measure 
that measures themselves. And two people are not the same. So no matter what you do, you will never be perfect in the version measuring yourself to someone else. Never. It will never happen because we are two different people. Okay? So you're perfect and your best self is already there. All you have to do is say yes. Be willing. Be willing to accept yourself for who you are, to love yourself unconditionally, to do what you need to elevate yourself, to bring health to you. Are you just going to be healthy just sitting there? No, you have to be a participant and you need to eat vegetables and you need to drink water and you need to get your ass off the couch and you need to stop watching TV and you need to go move, okay? That doesn't mean that you don't, you know, you're not healthy. It's saying that, You are healthy, but you have to also participate in that. And with all these things happening, you have to participate to be your best self. You're already your best self, but you have to say yes every day. You have to say, you know what? I have emotions, but the emotions are not who I am. They do not define me. Emotions are a part of me, but they do not define me. I have a choice to react, to be proactive, and to respond consciously to my emotions. They are just a part of me. They are an option. Emotions are optional. So they should not be the driving force of how we make our decisions or why we procrastinate and try to cover it up as something else, as something else, as an excuse of why we're not where we need to be. Okay, so I hope you feel me. I hope you feel me. And don't, and here's the thing. Don't put yourself down. Don't put yourself down. Don't condemn yourself. Don't say, oh, I knew it, Tony. Like, uh, I know I'm horrible. I'm, I'm just stupid. I should have known better. I should have, should have, should have, should have. Yeah, don't shoot at yourself. You know, that's not a good luck. Okay, just say, okay, and move forward today and start new today. And if you fall up, mm, okay, that's cool. That's cool. It happens. It's hard. It's hard to change. It's hard to eat broccoli, you know? I know. I know it's hard. But maybe you blend it. Maybe you chop it down. Maybe you add some salt on it or some sauce on it. You know what I mean? Make it palatable for you. Because then, you know, one day you'll get there and you'll be able to eat the broccoli, you know, without any salt. Just, Just like it is. So that's really the big thing. That's where I've been. I just wanted to share where I've been. That's where I've been. Now we're all caught up to speed. (laughs) And I guess here's the thing. Now I have one last thing. I really, you know, with everything happening, you know, with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and the peaceful protests and the rioting and, you know, all these things that are happening, I really wanted to talk about where it is fundamentally where it is at its base level. You know, everyone has their voice of concerns and I just wanted to kind of break it down. And at the bare minimum, it's that there's no equal opportunity. That's the claim. And first I have to clarify that there's a difference between potential and opportunity. As humans, we all have equal potential. We are born with equal potential, potential, what it could be, okay? 
as citizens of society, we have unequal opportunity to how to release that potential or how to catalyze that potential, you know, how to make it happen. We all, let me, let me kind of explain it this way. We all are caterpillars and we all have the potential to be a butterfly, but just a lot of people don't know that they can be a butterfly. They don't know how the resources to make the cocoon, you know, they don't understand the process that it takes to become a butterfly. But at all inherent, we all have the same potential, all human, every human. And that's why you have LeBron James. And that's why you have, you know, all the people that have been suppressed that, you know, when you look at their stories that they should not be where they are today, but they are. It's because they realized somewhere along the way that they were a butterfly. Even though everyone said, you know, you're a caterpillar, you'll never be a butterfly. And what they didn't understand is that a caterpillar is a butterfly. It's just a butterfly that hasn't, you know, crystallized and cocooned yet. You know what I mean? So we're not two different people. And everything that's happening, yes, there is not the same opportunity And I think it really is about education because the only thing that inhibits someone from realizing that they have the potential versus having equal opportunity is the mindset. And the mindset to say, I have potential. The only thing that holds you back is you. More specifically, your beliefs. The idea that you think that you don't have the potential, you know? And so first, we got to start there. We got to start with everyone. I'm not talking, you know, before we even get to how are we going to change and and we doing the protests and all that thing. Like first, every person on this planet, seriously, needs to understand this truth. We all possess the potential to be anything we want. We all possess it. It is our birthright. From the day you were born, you possess the potential to be anything you want. So that first needs to become just as common knowledge as humans need air to breathe. Okay? And I know it's possible because look at the health revolution. This isn't new. Okay? That it's not common knowledge now that in order to lose weight, you just have to work out and eat better. That used to not be common knowledge. Like, people used to really not understand how to lose weight, but now they do. Now it's so open that there's all these diets, you know, there's all these ways that are so um, available to everybody, and I think that we need to start, you know, having, I, I don't know what you would call this, this shift in paradigm of consciousness, that we all have the potential to be anything. And I think that used to be common knowledge, you know, like a hundred years ago, but it wasn't common knowledge to everybody. And now it's time that everyone, every single baby born, you know, from zero to the elders now, I don't care what age you are. If you never knew that you possess the potential to have the quality of life that you want, to live the life of your dreams, if you didn't know that you had that potential, you do. You possess that potential. But just like when I said earlier about you possessing the potential to have, to be healthy, you have to participate and eat what is going to make you healthy. And if you want to have that dream life, then you have to participate to make that life happen. 
So first off, we need to let everybody know, public service announcement, you possess the potential, okay? Now we're going to what's happening right now, equal opportunity, okay? The education system, my friends, is not going to get you to where you need to be, probably. It's probably not, because who really, who really, as a human, wants to, you know, go work for someone else? You know, I, I was watching this comedian on Netflix, and he said that his Chinese father told him, you don't come to America to live your dreams, you come to America to make money and then pay for the things that you like to do. And hearing that, you're like, what? You don't come here to live your dreams. You come to make money so that you can pay to do what you want to do. So coming back full circle to the education system, like, I don't think inherently that we want to do the nine to five. It's like we just are trying to get the money so that we'll be able to, you know, enjoy things, you know, with our family and all these things. But there's all these unequal opportunity, there's all these systems that are not helping us realize the real problem. We need to get to the real source. And the real source is that, you know, the truth is you don't need to go to college to live the life of your dreams. You don't need to go to college to have the great relationship. You don't need to go to college to be a great mother. You don't need to go to college, you know, to have great finances and have a great future for you to retire. You don't need to go to college to enjoy life. You don't need to go to college to do any of those things. You can do them right here, right now. The only thing that you ask is how, how, okay? Books. There's so many books out there. There's so many things on YouTube that's free. And you just go Google, Google how to blank, blank, blank. How to save, how to invest, how to have good communication skills. What does it take to have a great relationship? What does it take to be a good mother? What does it, you know, and just ask these basic questions. So basic, yes, okay, I understand that like K through 12, yes, that's foundational knowledge, but really, what we really need to be talking about is the thing that's going to get you to where you want to go is your ability to be resourceful. You know, you just need to be able to read and then to express yourself. And so many people can't express themselves because they don't know what's going on in their mind. They're really living off of the opinions of other people. And, you know, Tony Robbins says that a belief is a poor excuse for an experience. But we trust all these people with their opinions. And then we say, oh, that's the way it is. And it's like we don't think for ourselves and say, you know what? No, challenge it. Like, no, what do you mean by that? Like, what? Yeah, and we, it's time. It's time to start calling everybody out on that. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't believe in that. Like, what? you know, like really get to the source. And we don't have that. You know, they don't teach that. They teach like scientific method, right? But they don't teach it in like life. School doesn't teach life. So having an equal opportunity starts at the educational level, okay? Then it goes into, you know, what we put value on in our society. Look, if we put value on caring about what people look like and, you know, people being famous and, you know, wanting these things that we think we care about, That's what businesses are going to cater to. If we say we put our foot down and we say we want equal opportunity, then they will listen. Because look at all the businesses now. You know, they're actually saying that they support this movement. 
And we did that to the health industry a while back where we said, you know, people need to be aware. People need to be educated about the calories and the GMOs and the non-organic and all these fillers and artificial flavors. And what happened? Now, anywhere you go, all the calories are there. Everything that's in it is explained. If it's not GMO, you know, there's certain label certain labeling that you can and cannot use, you know, to really help with that educational gap between people who like have no idea about nutrition or, or you know, chemicals that are genetically modified. So that's the type of movement that we need to model if we really want to see change. If we really want to see change, we really need to model that health movement to where we demand there be education, you know, that really help us. And first, we got to get to a place where we're like, well, what's going to help us? Well, it's being open education for how to save. You know, even though a lot of people know how to eat healthy, still, nutrition, you know, the body, recovering from injuries, preventing illness, relationships, communications, how to work together, you know, how to deal with your emotions, what are good ways to, you know, mentally be healthy, to physically be healthy, ways to be a great parent, to be a great friend, to be a contributing member of society, how to give back. You know, these are all the topics that need to become common knowledge. And yes, there's systematized racism, but I think that the way that we combat that is obviously by Letting the soldiers, you know, one soldier, one unit go and handle that part. But then another part of us need to go and start figuring out how to, even if there is systematized racism, how do we let people know that they have the potential and that there's opportunity, even if someone's pushing you down? Because it is possible. Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, they became, you know, president and first lady of the United States. So they say that they're all these, all these outliers, right, who did it. But they did it. There's breadcrumbs. They didn't just do it. They worked hard, you know. They did all these things. And so basically all we have to do is just keep sharing what they did no matter what and to make them immune and make everyone immune to even if there is racism, how we're going to rise and thrive above it. Okay, so we need to send one fleet of people to go do the legislative stuff to really, you know, get everything to be said, like, call them out. Stop being hypocrites. Really be able to hold them accountable. And then the other part of us needs to start training each other and educating everyone on how even when they say you can't, how you can. Even when they say you can't, how you can. And that's through educating them. So bringing up these ideas about that we all have equal potential. And that we're all going to be a butterfly. We're born a caterpillar and the butterflies are already butterflies. They don't want to tell you that you could be a butterfly too. Because a caterpillar doesn't know that, you know? Or do they? And some, like LeBron James and Barack Obama and, you know, all these really successful African-American people, they do know. They figured out, fuck you guys, I am a butterfly. I can feel it. I can feel it. One day, I'm going to be a butterfly. Oprah Winfrey. Fuck you guys. You know, I can feel it. I can feel that I'm a butterfly. And there's so many people that have believed that they're not because someone else tells you you're not a butterfly. Fuck them. Fuck them. And you need to figure out, like, you're not. 
Like, you are. You are a fucking butterfly. So, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg, really. We have a lot that more that we need to keep, you know, thinking about. And the better we brainstorm and the better we vocalize, like, I'm so happy and so proud of everybody for, like, standing up on their social media and talking about it. Like, this is great. This is great. I'm so stoked. I was so kind of, like, I don't know. It was anticlimactic for me because I was on a roll for this year and then I wanted to see what life happening was and I don't like it. Like, I don't like thinking about the drama and I don't like, you know, I'm, I'm solution. I'm, I'm, you know want to know how we're going to fix it. It's like, okay, I know that there's a problem, but I'm not going to dwell and worry about the problem. Like, I need to know well, how we're going to overcome it, you know? So I'm so, I'm so happy right now. Honestly, like, I know you might be like, well, why are you happy everything is happening? But it's because people are paying attention. That's why I'm happy. People are caring. People are showing that they care, you know? And people are saying enough is enough and they're taking a stand, you know? If, you know, there's this quote that, like, if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. If you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. And it's time for us to raise our expectations, to raise our standards. There's such this negative connotation. I have no idea where it came from. Oh, she's high maintenance. She has high standards. Fuck that. Yeah, everyone should have high standards. You know, you should demand respect because it's like you demanding air. It's like, I'm not being entitled because I want to breathe. It's just something that I need to live and I need respect and I need equal opportunity and I need to be heard and I need to show that I care and I need these things. Like stop being apologetic for your needs. If you need something, say it. Use your voice. And that's why I'm so happy because I just see this evolution happening before our eyes. Like this is the next peace movement. This is the next movement that is going to really change the future generations that come up. And I'm just so happy because, you know, when I became a mother, I was so scared. I was like, I don't know if we're ready. Like he's going to grow up and he's going to get bullied and he's going to have, you know, people that are judging him and he's going to have all these opinions and all these layers that he's going to have to break through you know, to become that butterfly that he already is, but he's not going to believe me, you know, because I know so many of my friends, they didn't believe their parents. They had parents that said, you're a butterfly. And then they were like, no, I'm not. And then they let all these other societal things tell them they're not, but they are a butterfly. So I'm just happy that people are starting to like, be like, am I a butterfly? You know, like, am I going to be successful? Do I have potential? Do I have the capability? Is it within me to have the life of my dreams? Is it within me to live the quality of life that I want? Am I going to have to be a people pleaser and follow the crowd and, you know, suppress my feelings and suppress who I am? And everyone's saying no. So, you know, when I was first pregnant, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that, but we're doing it. So I'm lit. I'm happy. Please come talk to me. I'm here as always. Just reach out. Enlightened love. Namaste. I know this was a crazy long episode for my first episode back, but that's how it goes. So let's talk about it. Mm, 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 mm.